0: Just uh, a word to our families who are, are with us this morning and uh, brought your kids all week. Thank you. We so appreciate the chance to minister to your kids, and it's a true blessing to us. We, we see kids as so important, and uh, we're so thankful for you trusting us to watch over your kids and to teach them from God's Word, and uh, that was truly a blessing for us. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We had a verse that we were looking into all during the course of Vacation Bible School. And I wanted to take just a moment this morning to reflect on the meaning of this verse. Sometimes we quote these verses and we don't think about what they're saying, what they're really communicating to us. So I want to unpack this for us. I want us to think about really what is being said in this very important verse. We begin with this fact, God... Wants us to know him. Oh, did, was I supposed to uh, release the little ones? Yes. <laughs> oh, preschool, preschool. The rest of you get to stay in here. <laughs> preschool. And kindergarten. And kindergarten. <laughs> there we go. A little faux pas there. <laughs> But when we unpack this passage, we we find some important truths in here that, that are so crucial for us to understand. I don't want us to just talk about this verse and then not really think about what's being said. So, notice what it says. It talks about the Lord Jesus Christ in the first chapter of Colossians where this book is taken from. Paul is talking about how wonderful Jesus is and how wonderful it is to know Him, and What he begins with is a very simple statement. He is the image of the invisible God. What we've seen through Vacation Bible School and what we see even now is this, that God created us to know Him. God created us to have a relationship with Him, and that relationship is so important to God That when sin broke our relationship with God and caused us to be separated from God, God did something amazing. He sent Jesus Christ into this world to show us who God is. Now, for a lot of us, we can talk about someone, we can read about someone, but when we actually get to see that person, it changes everything. We really grasp who that person is beyond just the description. So what the Bible is telling us is this, that God wanted us to know Him so much that He sent Jesus into this world as the image of the invisible God so that we could know what God is like, how He walks among us, how He would live among us if He were with us. That's what Jesus did. He fulfilled that role. As a matter of fact, we find that the Scripture goes on to say this. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says this, long ago... and he upholds the universe by the power of his word. Now this sounds very much like the verse that our kids were looking into in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. It shares with us that Jesus in the most appropriate way and the fullest way shows us who God is and God did that because he wants a relationship with us. He isn't some distant force or distant deity. God is the creator who wants to know us, who wants to interact with us, who wants to have a relationship with us. This is what we taught the kids, and this is what even we as adults need to understand about God as well. That's who God is, and we need to know that God. Now, the passage goes on in that 15th verse to say that He is the firstborn of all creation. Now, that's a little confusing to us in our culture. We hear firstborn, and often what we're thinking of is a person comes into existence when they're born. That's not what firstborn means in the Bible. It's talking about the heritage or the context of the culture where this takes place. Firstborn carried with it the idea of the person who was over the estate, over everything, you see, the firstborn child would be given everything by the parents and he would manage the estate in that day. When it says that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation, some of your translations even say overall creation, you know what it's saying? That he is in charge of creation itself. He is so much more than just a baby who was born in a manger. He's even more than a popular teacher who traveled almost 2,000 years ago. He is the owner of the world. He is God. And so, what the Scripture is telling us with clarity is that Jesus is so much more than a man. In fact, it goes on in the 16th verse to say something else important about Jesus. It says, "...for by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible." Now, think about what this means. He is the Creator. But what the Scripture is sharing with us is this. God interacts with His creation through Jesus. He's the go-between between man and God, and here's why. When Jesus was born in that manger, He added to the fact that He was God, humanity. So He became both God and man. What better go-between could we have than one who exists as both God and man? The Scripture describes some of the things that Jesus went through, and it says that He was tempted in all ways. So when we face temptation and we face those failures, Jesus understands because He faced them too without sin, but yet He faced them. So He understands our struggles, He understands our failures, he is the God who is the go-between, between us and the Father. And again, Scripture gives us another passage that talks about this because it shares with us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, a very important verse, and this is what it says. There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. You know what mediator means? It's a go-between. It's the person who allows us to come before a holy God and who communicates that holy God to us. So this is what we wanted to teach your kids. We wanted them to grasp this important truth about who Jesus is. The Scripture, after it says, For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. This is the role that Jesus has. And this is the role that God wants us to understand, that even as Creator, He didn't start creation going and say, Well, I hope everything works out and backs off. That's not who God is. What God did was create. We turned away from God. But then you know what God did? God made a path for us to come into a relationship with Him even though we turned away. And that's the beauty of what Scripture describes for us. And the Bible talks about this right in this passage. You see, the passage goes on to say this. That Jesus delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. Now, what this text is telling us is important. You see, unless we have a relationship with God through Jesus, we belong to what the Bible describes as the domain of darkness. What that means is we don't have a relationship with God. We are disconnected from God if we do not come to Him through Jesus Christ. But here's what Jesus did. Jesus offered a way for us to be delivered from that domain of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the Son He loves. I love the way this is framed in the Scripture. You know what it means to be a part of the kingdom of the Son He loves? By virtue of my relationship with Jesus, when I place my faith and my trust in Him, I am a recipient that understands the love of God. God loves us all, but I can't begin to understand the love of God until I have that relationship with Him through Jesus. So that's why the Scripture is telling us in this passage that Jesus does this for us. Jesus brings us to this new, unique opportunity to be transferred into that kingdom. But it goes on. It says in Scripture that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know what the Scripture tells us here? That He has transferred us from this darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of light. And it goes on to say this, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Now, I want to talk about a couple of those words. Redemption. All of us have sinned, and when we sinned, that brought us to a place to where we were spiritually disconnected from God. In fact, the Scripture even describes us as being spiritually dead. And when Paul writes to his people he talks about this important verse, Romans 6, 23. And forgive me, it's not on the screen right now, but this is what it says. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus the Lord. You know what the Scripture is telling us? Because of our sin, we had no spiritual life in us. We were completely disconnected from God. But... God made a way for us to be delivered from that, and that's through Jesus. The verse that's up there now, Romans 5, 8, says this, God shows His love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So that wage that we deserve because of our sin, death, was paid by our substitute, Jesus Christ. What the Bible means when it says in Colossians, we have been redeemed, is this. The price for our sin was satisfied by Jesus becoming our substitute, taking our death upon himself spiritually, so that we could be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's the promise of Scripture, that's the simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel is very simply this. God makes a way for us to know Him because He loves us and He wants a relationship with us. And that way is provided through Jesus Christ. Paul said this in one of his writings, Christ redeemed us. There's that word, ransom, redeemed, same idea. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone, who is hanged on the tree. Again, the idea that Jesus took upon Himself the death that we deserve because of our sin, becoming our substitute, He took it upon Himself on the cross. But here's the beautiful part of this passage. It goes on to say, He brought us the forgiveness of sins. One final verse I want to share with you. This is from the book... Of Colossians, a little bit later in that same book that the kids were memorizing their verse from. And this is what it says You were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive together with him. Now, what it's talking about is we deserved death because of sin. But what Jesus did was take that death upon himself. And just as Jesus rose from the dead, which we celebrate every Easter, we have the chance. To experience spiritual life, too. We can be made alive together with Him. It goes on to explain having forgiven all our trespasses. Now, trespasses is just a fancy word for sin. And what it's saying to us is this God forgives all of our sins, not by what we do, not by where we go to church. Not by any of those things, only through Jesus Christ and His death on the cross do we experience forgiveness for sin. And we can experience forgiveness for all our sin. That's the beauty of this passage. Because of who Jesus is, He forgives all of our sins. All it requires is us turning from that sin to Jesus And saying to Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that you are my way to experience forgiveness and a relationship with the Father. And when we do that by prayer, which is simply our heart talking to God, then we can have a relationship with God. Sounds simple. But it's very complex. And here's why. The complexity of it is... I want to go it alone. I want to say, I did this, and this is why God owes me this. The simplicity sometimes makes it complex, doesn't it? Because what the Scripture is really saying to us is this. God did it all for us. What we need to do is trust God and count on what He has said. And when we do that, we experience the forgiveness of all of our sins. Why? The Scripture goes on to say, That Jesus canceled the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, and this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. When Jesus went to the cross, died on the cross, he became our substitute, accepting the debt that we owed, and he paid, he ransomed, he redeemed us from that sin and the kingdom of darkness. We shared this with your kids this week passionately wanting them to understand these fundamental basic truths. And we share this with you as parents because we want you to be aware as well of the importance of the work and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Here at Oak Lawn Bible Church, we celebrate who Jesus is because of what He has done in our lives. And we are trying to grow in our spiritual journey to know God in a deeper and fuller and richer way, and our goal is to bring as many people along with us as we possibly can. Because God loves the world, we believe that we have that same responsibility. So we want to express the love of God to you, to your kids, and to let you know that there's a place for you here if you would like to fellowship with us If you have a question about anything that was shared in Vacation Bible School or this morning, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you. It would be our privilege to do so. Again, I want to say as the pastor, thank you. I know that you took time out of your schedules to bring your kids here and for them to share in a time with us. We're thankful for that. And we hope that we were able to minister to your kids to bless them Let me just share with you on Sunday mornings, we have children's church during church. That's where your kids are right now, as a matter of fact, those that left. So if you'd like to bring your kids for children's church, there's a place for them here. And if you'd like to come and hear more about how you can know more about God and more about a relationship with Him, you're always welcome. We would be so happy to have you with us. So we extend that invitation to all of you. Now, right after the service, we're going to have a chance to munch on some cookies and uh, hang out for a little bit downstairs. You're welcome to come. You don't have to come if you have lunch plans or something like that, but if you can, we would love to share in just a few moments with you. And again, thank you for coming and being a part of our service today. Let's stand together and we will dismiss in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the chance that we have to be together to enjoy this time of interacting with Your truth, the Word of God. Our prayer is, God, that we will grasp who You are as You have revealed it in Your truth, in Your Word. And we pray this in Jesus' name.